Welcome to the Building America from the Inside Out podcast, where we work to find actionable solutions to issues facing our country today. I'm your host, JC Pohl, and I am so glad you're here as we work together to build America from the inside out. Welcome to episode six of Building America from the Inside Out. I am here at the Geyser Grand Hotel in Baker City, Oregon, having a great trip out here this week, working with some students, and I'll be with some teachers tomorrow here at the middle school in town. And uh, this hotel's awesome. It was built in 1889 during those gold rush years out here on the West Coast. Uh, So many people coming across the country to find their fortune, find their fame, and and find their gold, right? Uh, It was actually, at the time when it was built, one of the nicest hotels between Salt Lake City and Seattle, and it was only the third hotel west of the Mississippi to have an elevator, so pretty fancy times out here in Baker City. Um, But wanted to visit with you today on the podcast. Some news came out yesterday uh, that I just felt was worth talking about here as we work to build America from the inside out and make this country better. And that was some news from Abigail Disney. If you didn't hear it, Abigail Disney is the granddaughter of co-founder Roy Disney. And she made some comments uh, yesterday with regards to the executive pay of Disney's executives and how she felt it was very unequal to the pay of Disney's employees, more specifically the bottom uh, 10% of their employees. Uh, Many of you know or may not know, I I spent many years working for Disney, pretty much growing up. That was my dream. I went to college. like I interned for Disney. I worked at Disneyland. I went to the college program, was part of the Buena Vista College Network, got the amazing opportunity with my friend Bill Miller. He hired me on to go down to the studio and work in marketing uh, for a year or two there and also got the opportunity to come back to the studio with David Jessen uh, when he hired me on as a independent DVD producer, uh, working with some great content there with his team and everything that we did with Disney DVD. And so Disney's always been uh, a company that's very close to my heart. I really love what they do. I love um, the approach they have to business. And of course, Walt is one of the greatest inspirational entrepreneurs of our time. Uh, so I've read many books and you know watched a lot of stuff about Walt in general. And so Abigail basically uh, made the argument that um, Bob Iger's salary and some of the executive team's uh, salary is, is, is much like greater, obviously, than, than many of the employees. And she really felt that what they should do is give part of their bonuses uh, to the bottom 10% of Disney's employees. And um, so some of that kind of, I felt, was worth talking about here, especially as we work to build America from the inside out. Um, so let's let's kind of dig into the numbers first before we have that conversation. So I tried to pull some numbers, did some research on CNBC and CNN and Google and all that kind of fun stuff. And so Bob Iger's salary um, is is about two point nine million dollars, up from two point five million a year ago. Um, so a salary, I guess, when compared to like an executive salary, is like normal or low. I don't know. Two point nine million is still a lot of money. Uh, but he did have some options that were worth $8.3 million and some non-equity compensation of $18 million. So you can see the numbers are starting to rise. But the biggest chunk of Iger's compensation this year was stock awarded uh, connected to the Fox deal. For those of you that don't know, Disney actually bought Fox. So they bought all their studio content and TV content, which Iger was basically at the helm of, um, which totaled about $35 million dollars. And could ultimately be worth, they said on CNBC, ultimately worth about $150 million 
when the full acquisition goes through. So Abigail's comment was like, this is insane. You know, this guy's making so much money. Uh, we should definitely be giving this money to the other employees. And she actually said, I, unfortunately, I don't have the quote here in front of me, so um, hopefully I'm not misquoting her. But, but she basically said, you know, Disney executives should give half their money, and the word give, give half their money to the lower 10% uh, of Disney's employees. And so it's that word give that I want to come back to later in this podcast. And I know most of us might think, wow, $150 million in a year, like that is insane. That's crazy. Um, but I think when we look at Iger's performance, especially we look at what, like where the company was when he took over in 2005, 2006, many of you might remember we were coming out of the Michael Eisner years. Uh, Michael Eisner obviously did this great job when he took over Disney, um, just expanding like the empire, right? Like the Disney stores, this idea of putting a Mickey Mouse on every watch around the world. Um, you know, Eisner was part of that group that, you know, had that renaissance with all the new movies from The Lion King and Little Mermaid and Aladdin. And so we saw a lot of growth during the Eisner years. But as we got to the end, things got a little stale and, and the company was kind of floundering a, a little bit, I would say, uh, when compared to other you know, companies of its time, they had, they had launched Go.com to try to compete with Yahoo and Google, and that failed miserably. Um, some of their films were kind of hit and miss with, uh, you know, films like Hercules and things that were just kind of falling flat uh, in the marketplace. And so here comes Iger in 2005. So I pulled some numbers. Like in 2005, uh, the company's revenue was $31 billion. $31 billion. They had a profit of $2.5 billion that year. All right. Now, flash forward to 2018, the last numbers that we have from last year, um, the company brought in $59 billion. So over that time period, that 10, 13 years that Iger's been CEO, the company has literally doubled in revenue and is now making $12.5 billion in profit. So profit has skyrocketed dramatically over Iger, and um, obviously revenues ha have doubled as well. Now, one thing the Disney team did point out in response to Abigail's comments is that 90% of Iger's salary is performance-based. And we saw that in the numbers that I read to you earlier. It's like his salary is $2.9 million, um, but it was all the other options and um, equity compensation or non-equity compensation and um, you know, through the, the Fox deal where he was, you know, made a lot more money. So I just want to put this in, uh, in perspective as we look at maybe some other people that make a lot of money. Uh, many of you might have heard the podcast I released uh, recently on Russell Wilson's contract. Uh, Russell Wilson is an NFL quarterback for the Seattle Seahawks. Um, he now makes about $35 million a year. And I don't know Russell personally. I don't know too much about his business, but I think it's safe to assume that most of that money um, for, for the best, better part of it, is going into his pocket, right? Like he's not CEO of some company. He is not um, managing a, a large business with employees. Um, you know, he's being paid $35 million to play football every year for the Seahawks. Um, also, I just pulled some numbers from 2017, the highest paid actors. Um, Mark Wahlberg made about $68 million. The Rock, Dwayne Johnson, made about $65 million. And Vin Diesel came in at $54 million. Uh, some of the women, the top women, Emma Stone made about $26 million. Jennifer Aniston made about $25 million. And Jennifer Lawrence came in at $24 million. So, um, you know, I thought it was interesting to look at like someone like Russell Wilson or Mark Wahlberg or Jennifer Aniston and see how much they're making versus someone like Iger, 
who is in charge of 200,000 employees, this amazing Disney brand with parks all around the world, uh, film content from everywhere from the Avengers and Star Wars and everything with the Fox deal has all come together under Iger's reign. And, um, you know, I think that Iger is doing a great job providing um, stability for the company, for its shareholders, for its 200,000 employees, and everything that they're doing to serve millions and millions and millions of consumers around the world. So for Iger to bring in $60 million versus Marky Mark making $68 million, um, I mean, my red flag would go up and say, well, why are we paying Marky Mark $68 million to be in movies? You know, why are we paying Vin Diesel $55 million to be in movies? At least Iger is driving commerce, he's driving business, he's driving innovation, um, and he's driving like amazing storytelling. Um, so what I wanted to come back to and the reason I wanted to create this podcast is the use of Abigail's word give. Give half their bonuses that they earned, contractually obligated, probably earned, right? Um, give that money to the bottom 10%. That is just a major red flag for me as an entrepreneur, as a sales professional, as a motivational speaker, as just a, a, someone living here in America that just believes in capitalism. I am just not a fan of just giving, giving money um, to people um, in, in any situation, really. I mean, obviously, I want to do donate to charity and help people in need. Um, but I want people to work for what they get. And I will never forget uh, being in physics class, actually, as a sophomore when I was about 15 years old. And Mr. Ranny, he was our physics teacher. And uh, I'll never forget, he said, boys, I went to an all-boys school. He said, boys, there is nothing better than earning a paycheck. A man or a woman that can stand in front of a mirror with a paycheck and say, I earned this, nothing will ever feel better than that. And I remember earning my first paycheck, and I mean, it felt pretty freaking good. I remember booking our first Teen Truth schools, how hard we had to work. It felt pretty freaking good. I remember booking like big Teen Truth conferences where we got to keynote these amazing stages. That felt pretty freaking good. Now, of course, my son's being born, getting married to my wife, you know, those things felt pretty good too. Um, but I think Mr. Randy had something there, is that when we earn something, there, there's something better around that. Like, it creates character. It creates, um, it creates that instinct to want to grow and, and earn more. And, uh, you know, one thing that's interesting for my wife and I, um, since I work in education and I'm an entrepreneur and we own, own the company, we tend to uh, take a very modest salary from the company every, you know, every month when, when I get paid. Uh, my wife is a stay-at-home mom. She took some time off a few years ago um, from, from her career um, to, uh, you know, mother our two children as, as they grow up uh, with also the hope that she could kind of change her career path. Um, she was doing administrative assistant work, and she really wanted to get into like health coaching and nutrition and all that kind of fun stuff. And now that our that our boys are a little bit older, she's been able to spend some time. She's a certified health coach now. She's had some clients, and she got involved with this company, Juice Plus, which is a company that sells these. It's basically vitamins. They're like made out of real vegetables and real fruit. So the argument is like, don't we all take vitamins that are like made in a lab? Why don't we take vitamins that are made out of like real vegetables, like 
spinach. You know, if you want calcium, eat broccoli and spinach. And and so this this is like this whole foods type of supplement uh, that she started selling. And there was a moment in the beginning um, where she really she was basically ready to quit. Like she was like, I'm not sure this is gonna work. I'm not gonna make any money here. And uh, to get back to the salary, so. You know, we pay ourselves a small salary out of the company because we never know with the ebb and flow, like what our revenue with the company is going to be. And, and so, you know, from my, my wife and I, we usually kind of live off of that basic salary with the hope that we can make bonuses. So like we'll bonus out at the end of the quarter or at the end of the year for having a good quarter, for having a good year. And so a lot of times when we bonus out, it will go into the vacation fund, it will go into college savings, it will go into retirement, things like that. Um, but I usually like set aside some personal money for each of us. So it's like I tell her like, here, here's $500 in your account. You can do whatever you want with it. I'm going to take a few hundred. I'm going to go buy a new pair of shoes or, or do whatever I want with it. And what's been interesting is like usually when I give her that money, there's not there's not a lot of uh, not a lot of enthusiasm. It's like, great, thanks, awesome. Like I appreciate it. But what was really interesting with Juice Plus is right before she was, you know, getting really frustrated and almost ready to give up, she made some sales. And then she had a few other people kind of come on her team. And she actually ended up getting this promotion that paid her a few hundred dollars. Now, it was only like two or three hundred dollars. But man, you should have seen the smile on this woman's face. She was so excited. And I was so like just it was awesome for me to see her accomplish something that just a few days ago or a week or two ago, she wasn't sure that she could accomplish. And so that's what I really wanted to touch on in this, in this podcast, is just the value of earning something. If you think you're worth something, if you, if you want to achieve something, go out and get what you're worth, right? And that's what my wife has now seen with Juice Plus and some of her health coaching as she starts to you know, make this turn in her career, is like, hey, if she wants to do this, she can go out and get it. She's got the skills now. She's done it before. She's got that self-efficacy to kind of believe in herself and accomplish that. And I think this is what, if we want to build America from the inside out and kind of tape, take Abigail's comments and try to grow from that, I think we need to be you know, fighting for pay raises, right? Like, let's not give people money. Let's let's give people the opportunity to make more money or put these people in performance-based compensation plans. Like, are they doing a great job at their at their work? Um, are they reaching certain milestones? Uh, can we offer them bonuses to accomplish what they're doing? Like, let's put our employees, let's put our team members in the situation where they can win and that way okay a winning vibe for for the culture of the company and a winning vibe for everyone you know who's involved in that process uh, when we give something to someone um, you know I've just never seen that great of a positive response and it just leads to entitlement right like once someone gives something to you you just kind of want more. Like, well, I got it for free last time. Why can't I get it for free this time? I see that with Teen Truth sometimes. We'll have companies sometimes sponsor our event. And it's amazing. Like some schools that we show up, not everyone, but just a few here and there, I can tell that since it's sponsored and since it's like free, the principal and counselors and everyone, they're not taking the day as seriously. Where if it's a principal or a counselor and they've raised the three or $4,000 to get us there with Teen Truth, um, like they take it really seriously. Like they're there you know, all hands on deck, like it's a big day that they're kind of making this happen. And I think the same thing needs to happen for our employees. So if we want to build America from the inside out, let's let's look at someone like Iger and say, hey, he's making a lot of money. And yes, Abigail might be correct. That That is insane. Like it, it's an insane amount of money that he's making. But let's also remember that he's increased the profit of that company from $2.5 to $12 billion. We've seen revenues double. 
We've seen them bring on Marvel and Star Wars and Fox and all this amazing growth that he's created in the company. Um, and, and maybe ask ourselves, okay, well, if we want that bottom 10% of the 200,000 employees, and I would even argue maybe that 20, bottom 25%, if we want them to make more, let's put them in the situation to make more. And I like what the company said in response to Abigail's comments. They actually said, you know, hey, the company is investing significantly into employee pay and mobility, including implementing a 15-hour uh, $15 an hour starting hourly wage, wage at Disneyland and committing $150 million towards programs designed to give hourly workers the opportunity uh, to attend college or uh, receive a vocational degree, you know, free of charge. So they are giving employees the stepping stones and now it's up to that employee to take the step, right? When I worked at Disneyland, I, pro I didn't make $15 an hour. I don't know what I made, but I don't know what I made, but I probably made 12 or $10 an hour or whatever it is. But I use that as a stepping stone, right? It's what got me into the Buena Vista College Network. It's what got me to the studio in my first marketing job. It's what ended up getting me back to Disney DVD and allowing me to grow into the producer I am today. So if we want people to be great and we want this country to, to be great and we want to build America from the inside out, let's use this discussion and use this opportunity to find ways to help people grow. I mean, geez, dude, Walt Disney was basically the greatest entrepreneur of our time, right? Like we can all look at him and say, wow, look at what that guy built. Or think about where I am right here at this, at this geyser grand, like the dreamers and the schemers and the cattle barons that stayed here back in the 1880, you know, 19, 1890s and, and all that stuff. Like what was going through their head? They, they, they had this deep desire to grow, this deep desire to win, this deep desire to go find their gold and find their riches and, and build their life. And, and, and let's inspire everyone here in this country to do that. And for me, that's what building America from the inside out is all about. So I appreciate you taking the time to listen to this podcast. I know we went a little longer than usual, uh, but as you can see, I'm pretty passionate about this issue. I am all about giving to charity, giving to my church, giving, giving to people in need. But when it comes to doing a job, like let's give people the opportunity to win, the opportunity to step up, and the opportunity to build their career from the inside out. And so I hope that Disney takes Abigail's comments, finds a way to build off them, um, you know, and, uh, and that's it. So you take care. You have a great day. Thanks for stopping by. This has been Building America from the Inside Out with J.C. Pohl. If you enjoyed the show, like, share, and subscribe. Your feedback helps guide the show, so don't hesitate to reach out to us at jcpohl.com or on the J.C. Pohl Facebook page. Enjoy your week, focus on solutions, and thanks for working together to build America from the inside out.